Kaysan, and hello. Welcome to Nordic Insights, where I introduce you to high-achieving Nordics and Nordic-inspired people with niche expertise in business, lifestyle, education, innovation, tech, travel, and more. I'm your host, Satu Raunola, a Finn passionate about all things Nordic, as well as yoga, running, sustainability, well-being, and great coffee. Listen in for some tips on Nordic approaches to a happier and more holistic business and personal life. Join me to explore Nordic common sense and trends in this complex world. This podcast is delivered to you every Wednesday. It's not often that you discover a product that totally delights and in fact over-delivers. It happened to me recently and I'm dying to share my find with you. Of course, it has a very strong Nordic connection. I found an Australian-made super premium sparkling wine by Hemskerk Winery in Tasmania that has the most elegant Jörg Jensen designed bottle and stopper. I wanted to find out who is behind this project. My guest today is Rowena Kerr-Lewis, co-founder of Denomination, a Sydney-based multi-award winning design agency that has offices also in San Francisco and London. It was Rowena and Margaret Nolan, the creative director and their team, who are behind this fabulous product. Let's find out how it all happened. I'm delighted to have you here, Rowena. Good morning. Great to have you on board. Good morning, Satu. Thank you. Very nice to, to be here as well. Before we start talking about the, your exciting Nordic project, can you give a short introduction of yourself and denomination? Certainly. So, um, as you mentioned, I'm one of the co-founders of Denomination with my um, business partner, Margaret Nolan, who's our creative director. Uh, when we started the business, which was 18 years ago, um, with two babies in arms, um, we wanted to have a small business at that stage uh, that really focused on an area that we loved, and that was uh, drinks design. So I'd come from a background of, of wine. Um, uh, Margaret had come from a background of spirits. So we, we set up this business to really specialise in the uh, alcohol industry. So... Um, that was 18 years ago. We, we were in Sydney for um, quite some time and uh, our, our business plan of being very small uh, was, was highly inefficient <laughs> and we soon realised that, um, that we were going to be much bigger than what we'd originally planned. So we just we grew and grew in Australia and then uh, started looking um, outside of Australia for additional opportunities. So we opened our London studio in 2014 and in 2018 we opened our San Francisco studio. So now we have the three studios that operate um, around the globe in the in the major um, or three of the major um, alcohol um, drinking and producing regions and um, we have a, a quite an unusual system of having all of our creatives operating as one global team where we put different designers on different projects depending on their skill set. What a great success story and what a brilliant strategy to focus on just one very niche market and which will be always extremely successful because people love to drink alcohol, of course. <laughs> In good times and bad. 
Exactly. I have to tell you how I discovered you. I had a girls' lunch and I went to our local puddle shop to buy French champagne for our girls' lunch because we had very special lunch. And I was looking at the shelf and then I saw this bottle which says Jörg Jensen. And I'm like, what is this? Jörg Jensen, a Tasmanian bubbly wine. And what on earth is this? And then I th- first I thought it was a hoax. This can't be real. Can't be real Jörg Jensen design. And then I decided to buy it. Uh, you know, we had a lovely lunch and we tasted the champagne, which was actually sh- like, tasted like French champagne. And it was so amazing experience. First of all, the bottle looks so beautiful. And the champagne is really, really fantastic champagne. As a Tasmanian champagne, it, you could almost imagine it's French champagne. So that's how I discovered it. Then I went and researched where this bottle came from and what's the story behind it. And then I discovered you. So can, <laughs> can you tell us how on earth this all started and how can you got your Jensen give you a, a, their design to, to be able to do this a beautiful bottle? Oh, thank you. Well, actually, um, how we came about um, designing this was we had to address a, a, a problem in the market for, um, for Australian uh, sparkling producers um, to target people exactly like you, so who, who like French champagne and always buy French champagne and never really buy premium Australian sparkling wine. We're very confident with the quality level of um, Australian sparkling. We knew that it could perform um, as well and often a lot better than those uh, more lower-end champagnes. So we knew we had a, a fantastic product, but what we needed to do was design um, a, a, a bottle of, of sparkling that would actually um, address the address um, what those consumers were looking for in champagne. And we, we um, surmised that they were looking for this idea of um, European sophistication, um, that that champagne just represents something that's really special and um, uniquely French or European. And we wanted to dial into that um, sort of sophisticated uh, appeal. As well as that, we felt that everything in the Australian sparkling market between sort of $25 and $45 was relatively boring. And it was all very classic. It was all very the same, lots of gold borders and cream labels and typography. And um, and there was nothing really that was that exciting for someone who was looking for a more sophisticated, stylish offering. So we looked at we looked at how how we could tap into that consumer need, as well um, as as potentially. And so we looked at different ways in. But one of the the ways that we were really excited about was this trend globally um, in terms of collaboration of like-minded businesses but from two different industries. So you see it a lot in in fashion and cars and even spirits where where you might get, you know, a a beautiful China company like Lalique and you might get a car company or, you know, a fashion brand like Supreme doing a collaboration with Louis Vuitton. There's all sorts of different collaborations going on. Nothing like that had happened in in champagne or sparkling wine and certainly not in Australia. 
So what we did was we uh, approached George Jensen, and I'm going to say George Jensen in a terribly Australian accent, not in the beautiful way that you have just said it. Um, so we decided that actually, um, having done some research into George Jensen, uh, they're obviously a very popular brand here because of their beautiful jewellery and all of their homewares. And so we we uh, approached them with this idea of... Um, you know, doing a collaboration with them. Now, George Jetson actually have a, um, a system with their designers. They don't actually have in-house designers. They they already collaborate. So every single piece of their design has been designed externally. They've commissioned that design um, under the George Jetson brand. So for for them, this was this was a very normal way of working. So we came up with the design in the George Jetson style. Uh, send it over to uh, the head office in Denmark. They loved it. They were really excited about it. So then we then took that to our client, um, who is Hims Kirk Wine, and said, you know, if you want to do something that really is going to uh, perform strongly against champagne, this is what we think you need to do. You need to um, go in collaboration with this fabulous designer that has this wonderful um, Nordic a European design flair and come up with a bottle that is is extraordinary and, and completely differentiated from everything else. Um, the other thing we, we discovered along the way as we were researching George Jensen is that the philosophy of that brand is to, and I would say the philosophy of all Nordic design really, um, is to combine functionality with beauty. And the Nordics do it probably better than anyone else. So so what we did is we actually uh, made the stopper an intrinsic part of the bottle so that we were actually also addressing another consumer need, which was was how do you keep the the bubbly the sparkling wine still bubbly when you only want to have one or two glasses so we were kind of solving a whole lot of problems with one design we were solving you know a, a, a real consumer need um, in terms of the um, the the stopper we we're also um, addressing that consumer desire for that European sophistication and finally it was it was really a gift with purchase and a lot of uh, sparkling wines are, are taken as a gift to someone's place or given for Mother's Day or for birthdays so it sort of did all of these three things very neatly in in one product. It's absolutely brilliant because it ticks so many boxes. First of all I think it's so innovative mm-hmm. exactly how you described it and it's also especially so Nordic because it's so practical. It's beautiful and it's practical in so many ways. And the whole thing is this the stopper looks so elegant and it's a great gift. And I thought, my God, if you go and buy the stopper, it's not going to be very <laughs> cheap because it looks so classy. It'll cost you $40. <laughs> and exactly, and it's so good quality. So that is absolutely a great idea. And also the whole design is so minimalist and so Nordic. So I'm just totally loving it. It's so functional. Now, you to get to get so that you can open the door for your Jensen, first of all, you have to have a credibility as a company and, and the winery has to have a credibility as a winery to actually even that they would even talk to you. I mean, I know that you're a very award-winning agency, but did you was there any issues at all for, for you to kind of get the acceptance? Um, not, it was, to 
to be honest, a very smooth process. But I, I guess that's that said, we did a lot of work up front before we even got to to putting our proposal to George Jensen. So, you know, we had established exactly what that need in the market was, um, what our theory was in terms of um, uh, how, how consumers were buying. We, we had a design solution already posed so that they could see uh, the similarity between, you know, what we were doing in terms of the bottle design, not only with the closure, but all of the branding, because it's very, very minimalistic and pared back. Um, and we had that within the context of um, George Jensen's portfolio. So it all looked as though there was a beautiful synergy between what we were doing and uh, what was in the portfolio. So when we went to, to meet with uh, with the head office in Australia, they were absolutely delighted and excited. You know, they'd, they'd never done something like this before. And so uh, they, because we had put a whole lot of work into this proposal, it was fairly easy then for Australia then to uh, present that on to the head office in um, in Denmark and get their buy-in pretty quickly. So um, we obviously, uh, we sent, um, once we presented that to the client and we got all three parties together, we sent uh, the wine over so that they could taste the wine to make sure that it was to the same quality level as uh, George Jensen would, would want it. And uh, and then obviously, you know, we went through uh, a whole lot of different prototypes to make sure that the functionality of the, the stopper was to, and that the materials that we were using was were to George Jensen's standard. Luckily, I don't, this is, it, we, it, we did design this about five years ago, so this is really pushing my memory, but I think we had one very slight amendment to the initial prototype which had to do with the the locking mechanism and then we sent the second prototype over and it was approved and we went straight to production so it was a very very um simple process really uh and i think it's because we'd done so much work in the background before we actually got to george jensen just to make process easier easy for them and easy for our client of, of Hemskirk wines love it with the Hemskirk winery for them to accept your idea which was quite you know unique because it's a Danish design and then we you kind oh, of try to imitate French champagne so what was the was it easy to just get them on board yeah are they <laughs> this is a funny thing they they briefed us on a on a project and they did say we want you to change the paradigm of sparkling wine in Australia, which is a very big brief. And so we came back to them and said, okay, this is this is the deal. We're going to show you a whole range of, of solutions to this, of, of which George Jensen was one. These are the ones that you can do in six months because that's the other thing. They wanted to get it out quickly. You can do A, B, and C in six months' time and then 18 months' time, you can do DEG, and that included the George Jensen. Of course, our client looked at them all and picked George Jensen and said, I want to do that one, but I want it in six months' time. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Murphy's Law. <Uh-oh>. So, <laughs> so um, I guess that, again, come, comes back to the, the, the way that we've done so much background research and preparation and design work that that we were actually able to 
to physically do that project in six months' time, which was an incredibly fast turnaround uh, in terms of you know coordinating between uh, the winery in Tasmania, um, the the our, our client you know George Jensen in Sydney, George Jensen in uh, Denmark, our um, suppliers who were producing it um, overseas, and then we had different suppliers for actually screen printing the bottle back in Adelaide. It was a you know huge logistical challenge, but as I said, the client just fell in love with the design, and so um, they really uh, were incredibly helpful in pushing this through very quickly from their end. That took six months. So how how long does it take? Well, took then to actually when you have the the bottle in the bottle shop. Six months. The whole thing was six months. Six months from the day that we oh yeah yeah from the day we presented it to the day it was in the bottle shop. <laughs> wow, that's really fast. Never do that again. It was, <laughs> it was really. I got a lot of grey hairs over that one. <laughs> okay, so it's been there. You you said that you started five years ago. So yeah, so the design the design was done in about five years ago. And so it's been in bottle shops for the for the past five years. Okay, and oh god, I have not known this. <laughs> well, one of the problems that we've had is actually keeping up with supply, because um, each each stopper has to be hand applied onto oh. onto the bottle, and there is a process that needs to happen for that, uh, and 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 time as well. So so we. You know, in the first couple of years, it'd literally get on bottle shelves and and be sold out right. straight away. Um, even for us to get, you know, samples for our photography, you know, we'd go to Dan Murphy's and there'd be just none left. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's been a very successful brand for them right from from the work. And it's, it's everything done in Australia. Uh, no, the wine is made in Australia and it's bottled in Australia. The um, all of the graphics that have been screen printed on the bottle are done in Australia too, and the um, the stopper itself is made overseas and then um, brought back to Australia and then applied here, um, as I said, by hand with white gloves and then and then sent out to the various retailers. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's very elegant and it's very good quality. We talked about the Nordic characteristics and features that you you brought in. You know, this which are very common in many Nordic Nordic brands and and Nordic design in overalls. But did you discover anything new that you didn't know before about the Nordic design? I think the way that functionality plays a very big role in Nordic design was something that I was not we were not aware of. So we just looked at this beautiful design aesthetic as being, you know, very fluid, um, very minimalistic, um, simple, pared back. You know, all of the line work has this lovely kind of smooth, organic feel to it in in general and um and so we were always looking at 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 the design of of um that that comes out of the nordics as as purely from that aesthetic level now when we got into the project deeper and certainly into the george jensen philosophy we then discovered how important uh, functionality was not only to 
to that brand, but actually to the entire region. It really underpins everything that um, that gets generated from there. So I think that was new to us. Uh, for us, it's... Um, I know there's just something lovely about design not just being beautiful for beauty's sake but actually having a purpose and and the and the way that it works is as important as as uh, anything else so you know for us having that as a stopper um, you know combined that philosophy of functionality with with the aesthetics um, and that was uh, you know just a, a beautiful synergy between the two yeah, you've done absolutely beautiful work, uh, a job with it. What do you think your greatest challenge was with this project? Well, as I talked about, the timing <laughs> was probably the, the biggest challenge. Um, also, I guess, uh, putting our business case proposal together to... Um, to a, a company that had never done this before, well, actually both companies had never done this before, and to be honest, we hadn't either. So, so putting something together that was new to everyone was uh, very, um, yeah, very ch- challenging. However, I think you know when when you you know preparation is is nine tenths of the law, right? Like if you really uh, make sure that you've covered all of the um, all of the potential concerns and addressed all of the opportunities, then it, it made that proposal uh, much smoother in terms of getting it through a number of layers at George Jensen for final approval and a number of layers at our at our clients into it at the Heemskirk end as, as well. So that was certainly challenging, but I think the most challenging thing, as I, as I mentioned before, was the timing. You know, that project normally would have done been done very comfortably within 18 months and to fast track it to six um, was a lot of vi vi vip couriers <laughs> between us and denmark and the suppliers and yeah it was pretty full-on great and how did you feel um how did you experience what was your experience to working with Danes? Oh, they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough of the team at George Jensen. They were, um, I think because they recognised the um, the level of design that we were putting to them, that it was, you know, of their level. Uh, they, they loved the fact that we had taken influences from um, their material and we hadn't put an Australian spin on it we had been true to the Nordic uh, sensibility and so they recognised that immediately and so it, it was like as soon as they saw the design they felt it felt like they were on board that they were at one with us that they understood what we were trying to do and we understood what they were trying to do as a business and yeah absolutely delightful yeah, and incredibly talented. I mean, that business does, you know, the most extraordinary work. And to be able to, you know, be incredible jewelers as well as incredible homewares, lifestyle designers is is quite challenging. I don't really know of any other company that has done that successfully. I know that they've got other people going to different categories, but it's normally like a sideline, whereas... George Jensen seems to have two very successful businesses that that have this beautiful interplay between each other. 
Mm. Uh, absolutely, it's so ageless. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, my uh, house is full of George Simpson. <laughs> As it was, I had only George Simpson on my wedding list, nothing else. So you can imagine. <laughs> but I never yes, get tired of it. It is so beautiful. I know. I it was it was lovely actually when we um, when we finally launched uh, the the, um, the the product at um, we launched at the Sydney Opera House. We thought that was a very nice nod back to um, yes. the wonderful uh, Danes who had helped us. Um, so we we launched it at the Opera House, and I, I said to my business partner, "Right, we are going down to George Jensen, and we're buying ourselves some beautiful jewelry for the uh, for the launch event, which is fantastic. There's still some of my favourite pieces. Oh, that's lovely! Beautiful, beautiful thing. Yes, yeah. And so, what do you think your biggest learning from was from this project? Uh, the biggest learning. Uh, I think for us was probably how how you you really need to delve deep into a brand's uh, uh, persona and philosophy in order to uh, come up with a design that has such an easy process through the the approval process. So um, really. Um, um, completely forgetting all of the other design influences around you and actually um, having having the mindset of just George Jensen was was probably uh, a, a key learning and something that we've used in other projects since so we often um, you know we're often given projects uh, for example, we're working with a very big brand in Argentina at the moment. None of our team are Argentinian. And so what we're having to do is really channel, do the same the same thing that we learned with George Edison, just channel in this what does it feel to be Argentinian and how do Argentinian designs and what are the different nuances that they use that no one else uses. So um, making sure that you understand that um, and that you're not copying what what other um, designers are doing there, but you're making sure that it feels intrinsically that it intrinsically belongs to that um, country of origin. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point, and, and especially this functionality is so important for us Nordics. Yeah. Uh, anything what we do, you know, in our everyday life, you know, we have design um, cups and glasses and pots and pans uh, but we're just so used to it that they look nice and but they have to be also yes. very practical yes <laughs> thank you so much it's been absolutely delighted to talk to you and i am totally in love with uh, with your design and this this champagne and uh, i'll encourage everybody go and and try it and I'm sure you can get uh, get it in hopefully in your local bottle shop. Now, if people would like to learn more about you, where can they go? Uh, so our website's probably a good start. So it's uh, www.denomination.com, and that will have. I don't know, probably about 50 or 60 different designs on there. Obviously, we've been going for 18 years, so we've got literally got thousands. It's quite hard to get to get uh, down to that. Um, our Instagram page, which is uh, denomination design or denomination dot design, sorry, um, also has we post every week so there's always a um you know a fun design coming up and uh, a lot of our followers just 
love seeing the new work that that comes through. It's a lot easier to update Instagram than it is on a on a website. Yes. So I encourage everybody to go to the Instagram and find the Gyokiensin bottle. You have to have a look how beautiful it, it is. So thank you so much, more uh, Robina. It's been absolutely delightful and. Uh, we hope and we can talk again sometimes maybe you do something else uh relating to nordics oh well, yeah well, you've got my my brain ticking now <laughs> thank you sati bye-bye don't forget hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would appreciate if you would leave a quick rating and review. You can also find Nordic Insights on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Voi hyvin, hade sopra, take care.